Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. We are back with Renegade Performance Radio with your hosts, Cullum Gifford, the G-Wizzy. Hi. And myself, Zach Nothling. Today, we are talking about the rabbit hole that <laughs> every CrossFitter or every new CrossFitter goes down, and that is the equipment rabbit hole. All the gear, no idea. When you start spending all of your money on CrossFit equipment and swag. And it's not cheap. And it's not cheap at all. And so, what we're going to be talking about today is what you actually need and when you actually need it, uh, and the appropriate times to actually use it. So, we've got belts, you've got knee sleeves, you've got hand guards or wraps, you've got thumb tape, you've got your own skipping rope. You've got shoes, you've got ollie shoes, you've got running shoes, you've got headbands, you've got chalk, you've got your own shirt. T- a t-shirt is very important t- sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And so when should you actually use these C? So let's go through them. Uh, yep. Let's go through like the most common one that's a bit of a struggle or problem for a lot of people, mm. the belt. Yes. So the, the weight belt. Um, there's two sides of this coin. Uh, if you've got a pretty good back... And you're kind of bulletproof, and I know there are lots of people that have back issues and stuff like that within the sport. Um, I would say from like 75% onwards on any kind of barbell work Mm -hmm. um, would be a good time to chuck a belt on. 75% of your 1RM? 1RM, yep. Yep. I think it's best, and and people have heard this many times before from many different people, but to develop your midline strength and core stability first um, through different types of movement or whatever, and then put a belt on when your loads get a little bit heavier. I wouldn't do a 1RM without a belt on. Yeah, for safety. Yeah, that being said, I've had issues with my back over the years, and there have been times when I've needed to use it at the lower loads to kind of get me through the session, knowing that I'm not actually doing any extra damage to my back, but it just helps with that support. So as a a safety point. Yeah. And so trying to use it as a, a support system for the top end, not as a crutch. 100%. And so minimizing your use with it during training particularly if you can do the movement pain free mm-hmm. um, if you are experiencing pain when you're doing lighter loads then you definitely need to go get that sorted and yep. figure out figure out what that problem is sooner rather than later um, because it's probably going to lead to a, yes. a rigmarole of other problems yeah I don't think putting a belt on and getting through a whole heap of 200 kilo deadlifts just for the sake of doing it with a bad back is a good idea yeah or even just constantly fighting when you have to belt up for 40 kg deadlifts yeah for sure you need to go see someone yeah yeah and so if that's the point that you're at this is your sign to go get someone uh to help you sort out that back back. all right knee sleeves how important are they um do you need them yeah this is a funny one i swore by knee sleeves for a long time and i couldn't do anything without them like empty barbell thrusters air squats (laughs) and now i very rarely use them at all um, on any lifts, if I if I squat heavy or I'm doing heavy cleans or lunges, um, I'll use the thin kind of frog grip ones. Yep. And I think it's a placebo thing. I think if I have them on, I think this is what it's been over the years. If I've got them on, then my knees are safe and protected, mm. and I feel stronger, feel comfortable. But in all honesty, uh, it's 100 percent just to have something tight around my knees. Like mm. I, I do like the feeling of my knees being warm all the time, and that's purely why I use yeah. them now. So, and I feel like if you're 
constantly working at super high percentages, uh, like a weightlifter, then you'd probably get the benefit from them yep. a lot more than people who are only hitting those high high rep, high weight numbers a few times a week. I.e. us. Yeah, I.e. CrossFitters. Yeah. And so the need for them is probably a little bit less. But they're a comfort thing, right? Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. I say, if, if it's a placebo thing, if it makes you feel better, if you feel stronger with them on, you're probably not. But if you feel that way, then mm. why not use them? You know? Yeah, and the thing I find with knee sleeves is that um, – the reason I don't like a lot of equipment is for a lot of people, it's an excuse to rest. Yes. Um, like to, so taking your belt on and off, that type of thing, mm-hmm. taking wrist guards on and off, stuffing around with your grips, etc. cetera. Yep. Um, that can be just a crutch to give yourself more time to rest when you could be working. Mm. Uh, the thing with knee sleeves is you don't really stuff around with them as much, so they're not generally going to be something that um, causes too much of an issue. Yep. All right, handguards, grips. Anytime you're on the goddamn regal rings. Yep. No question. Um, there's still people that fight wearing wraps and guards. Um, in I'm classes. one of them. Yep. And um, uh, to be fair, we don't probably do as much volume on the rig as what we used to, but it's still, like if you rip your hands, you can't do anything. Yep. So it should be the first thing. One of the first things that you get. Yep, for sure. Yep. Uh, your favourites at the moment? Um, I use uh, sugar. Otter grips or the frog grips at yep. the moment. I'm good friends with the owners of Sugar, yep. and um, he always, Jason always hooks me up. Um, little plug there, but they are good grips and they do uh, go pretty well with a lot of the mm. rigs that we use. So I like to use the grips that people leave in the gym yep. that, that fit my hands, um, which is often a lot, and that they get left in lost property for seven days. And if they're not claimed, they then become property of Renegade. And become my grips. I used to give people a day. <laughs> 24 hours. 24 hours on mine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So grips, very important. Belt, important uh, for that top end lifting for safety. Mm-hmm. Knee sleeves uh, can help if they make you feel good. Thumb tape. Um, anytime you're lifting a barbell or dumbbells, I help grip everything. See, now this thing here, this is going to be something that a lot of people don't do. No. And so they're like, why do I need thumb tape? Yeah. It's because you don't hook grip. Yeah, you know why yeah, your thumbs sure. hurt? Because you don't use thumb tape. Yeah. You know why you can't lift much? Because you don't because hook grip. You hook grip or use thumb <laughs> tape. <laughs> it's interlinked. Yeah. And so if you hook gripped with thumb tape, your thumbs wouldn't hurt nearly as much. You'd be able to hook grip and hold onto that bar properly and you'd be able to lift more weight. Yes. And so it would solve all of your problems. And so that thumb tape, very, very valuable. Probably the most underutilised um, tool for novices, mm. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Hook gripping dumbbells for high volume dumbbell work, yep. life, life changing. Life changing. Like when that thing's swinging around and you're all sweaty and your, your grip's blowing out, yep. hook grip absolutely going to save your life yes. and that thumb tape is going to save your thumbs yep. and that little the intersection between your um, palm and your um, and your thumb uh, tape all the way down there yep. all the, and that just stops any rips between like the dumbbells mm. and uh, absolute game changer yep. Um, yeah so that sugar tape they haven't paid for sponsorship or anything by the way but <laughs> just, just really good tape it's great tape um, for those of you in New Zealand uh, frog tape for those of you overseas um, can get it from supermarkets but um, doesn't smell as nice. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, your own skipping rope. 
You should have your own skipping rope. Yeah, this one regardless. pisses me off. Yeah, it does me too in classes. There's <laughs> <laughs> people that don't have their own rope. Uh, we do double unders a lot in classes, guys. Just buy a fucking skipping rope. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you need a skipping rope that is your own and not one provided by the gym is because the length of your rope is so personal and you will not be able to skip properly with one that's even like a few centimetres too long. Yep. You become so inefficient. Yep. And so having a skipping rope that is sized up to you um, is vital. And if you want to know the best way to size a rope, stand on it and have the handles touching your armpits um, vertically, and that should be about the sweet spot. I was working with someone the other day. Um, I wasn't even working with them. I was, I was walking past them when they were doing skipping. Um, and they were just constantly tripping and their hands were moving out really, really wide. Mm. And it's because their rope was too long um, and so they had to shorten the range of motion of the rope. And so we got them them to change their rope and they could magically double under. It wasn't a lack of skill or like ability to double under. Mm. It's just the rope hadn't been sized properly. And so just uh, sizing your own rope and having your own rope can make the world of difference. Yeah, pretty important. All right. How many pairs of CrossFit shoes do you need? One for each day of the week. One, yeah. No. One, yeah, seven. <laughs> okay, so this is the uh, the one that... Um, so you've got Ollie shoes, so raised heel shoes. You've got your CrossFit shoes, like your Nanos or your Metcons. Um, and then you've got, like, specific running shoes. Which I do believe everyone should have. Yeah. And so how important are CrossFit shoes? Well, everybody who's listening to this knows they're important. Yeah. And so you need you need your, your Nano or your Metcon or whatever it is your choice, some mm-hmm. flat-based shoe. Yeah. How important there are Ollie shoes? Not quite as important, I don't think. If you're someone that is still learning how to move a barbell quite well, um, I think first you need to address the issues of um, mobility yep. and making sure you can get into a full squat with your foot flat on the ground, um, things like that. But if you are someone that... Um, you know, does like to lift heavier or has an Olympic lifting background or base or something like that, then, you know, they can be very helpful. Yep. I don't think they're the be-all and end-all and I don't think they're as important as what we used to think they were. Yeah, and so the the main benefits that come from Ollie's shoes, what are they? Um, flat foot on the ground, or because they have a, a very hard sole, um, a raised heel as well, which is great for... Uh, the bottom of that squat position, whether that be a back squat or an overhead squat or improving the torso clean, position, yeah, improving torso position. Um, the flip side to that is, I do think Ollie's shoes for CrossFitters throw um, you onto your toes a little bit, mm. so you end up pulling on the off the ground a little bit. You're not toe-y. using them all the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, those are the main. The yeah. Main so there. the the biggest thing that struggle that I see for CrossFitters with by using Ollie's shoes is uh, their inability to then lift comfortably uh, under fatigue. Yeah. And so, for example, you've got to do a 1K run. In regular shoes, you mean? Uh, yeah, in regular yeah, yeah, shoes. Yeah. So you've got to do a 1K run, but you do all of your lifting in Ollie shoes, mm. and then you've got no time to change over because yeah. it's inside the same workout. Um, or like a lot of the open workouts, which are conditioning piece, yeah. like test into a heavy lift, which is pretty common in CrossFit competitions mm-hmm. this, these days anyway. Um, or you have to do heavy lifting mixed with like burpees even mm. and you're having to do your all your movement in your ollie shoes or you're having to lift in your normal shoes and you're not used to it mm. it becomes a little bit problematic. problematic and as you said I think one of the big things with ollie shoes and CrossFit is a weightlifter always lifts in their weightlifting shoes and so their pull position everything they do is comfortable because they're lifting that way same every time every single time it's the same with CrossFitters especially when you're a little bit uh, inexperienced and you're using uh, ollie shoes 
uh, as Callum said, you're going to be put onto your toes because you're not comfortable, like you're not aware of the positions and the balance that's required mm. uh, when you're in those shoes. So it throws your mechanics off in something that you're not very experienced with yet. Yep. Um, and so it can become tricky switching back and forth into them for you to be able to get your balance right. But something that will come over time, mm. like, uh, but it's not something that comes completely naturally for a lot of people. Yeah, I used to go between the two, and then for that exact reason, I just stopped using them, mm. um, and I don't even own a pair of Ollie shoes anymore because, you know, most of the time, I'm not lifting specifically much anymore, and all of the lifting that I do is within the confines mm. of a workout. So I'm probably running or doing burpees or some rig work first, and there's no point having Ollie shoes on for that stuff. Yeah, so. and anecdotally, like from my, my experience, um, two things. I found with flats from pretty much what we we're talking about, uh, so using like traditional shoes, my pull was significantly stronger Better. with Ollie shoes, uh, with flats, sorry, mm-hmm. with normals, uh, so Metcons or Nanos, yep. um, because of being in a slightly stronger probably pull position for myself. Um, so that means I would be able to find power snatches, uh, power cleans, that type of things, much more comfortable in a flat mm-hmm. um, and I also found that my glutes worked way better in flats yes. than they did uh, in ollie shoes because ollie shoes do have a tendency to make you probably a little bit more quad dominant I'd say yep. um, just with your torso position so just to be aware of not that you should never have them but just be aware of the do you need them most people mm. probably not no. now you said running shoes is something you think everybody should have yeah. um does that mean that you're doing a, a workout that's five rounds with 400 meter runs and then some weightlifting and gymnastics you'd wear them then or like what are your thoughts like on those um now that i'm a little bit older and my body is a little bit more beaten up i'll put running shoes on even if i'm doing a 100 meter run the the crossfit <laughs> stuff that we've got on now the crossfit shoes are not made for running at all like they're so flat that's you know and a lot of people just by nature heel strike and heel striking on a on a like a flat shoe is pretty hard on the old body yeah um so i personally think having a pair of running shoes to put on for you know 200 meter run or 400 meter run and then learning to do the movements inside the gym quite well in those shoes is quite beneficial to your overall health so you've been being able to handstand walk with running shoes on yep yeah, yeah, all important. that kind of stuff. No. Um, and sit-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm pretty much on the same page. Anytime that there's uh, probably more than, I'd say, a few kilometres worth of running inside a workout mm. would be a time where I'd opt for looking to use running shoes yep. um, just from the impact, as Callum said, um, on the body. Um, I've been doing a lot more running because I want to improve my running and, um, and the difference that even a good pair of running shoes mm. and an average pair of running shoes makes is like that is game changing inc- for sure. incredible like it's something that um it's like running on a cloud versus running with like bricks on your feet mm. type sort of thing made yeah. it made the world of difference um now this is not probably your equipment but it's <laughs> something that i think needs to be addressed uh is the use of chalk ah uh, yes uh how I feel like chalk is used way too fucking much. Yeah, it is because we're always buying it and having to pay for it. That's how we know it gets used too much. Um, and so, like, it's a crutch. Chalk's it's a, a crutch. fucking crutch. Chalk, chalk is a crutch, something that people use to rest. Yeah. Um, and so, it, I just feel like that is very rare, especially if you're hook gripping, mm. that you need huge amounts of chalk to like use the barbell. Yeah. Like, you, 
I'd say the rig may be a little bit different, mm. like because you got to slip a little bit more, and it, it's going to make a bit more of a difference on the rig. Yeah, um, definitely don't need it for bloody handstand press up, you guys. Just seen <laughs> seen you guys talking up before handstand press ups and burpees and walks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I feel like just chalk is just a, something that is overused, and if you're someone that's interested in competing, getting a little bit more comfortable, not going to that chalk bucket as much, mm. um, is going to be a, a very good skill to have. Yeah. Now, at the start, I mentioned that a shirt was a piece of equipment. And if you went to a CrossFit comp, you might question whether that's actually true <laughs> or not because uh, shirts are very rarely worn because um, we've got yeah, to show, yeah. show off your alphaness. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of along the same lines. Um, if you're not going to wear a shirt and you're training to be a competitor, take it off before the fucking workout yeah, yeah, yeah. starts. Yeah, that's a good point. Another thing I've seen, I've seen people doing like five-minute workouts and then stopping to take their shirt off yeah. inside a five-minute workout. It is like, it's, it sounds like it doesn't mean much, but it's like literally 15, 20 seconds of stuffing around. Yeah. And like those are the types of things that uh, strip you of intensity. And so be prepared. My point that I'm kind of getting at right now is things like, stopping for chalk and taking your shirts off or changing your shoes or putting your belts on or stuffing around with equipment is one of the biggest wastes of times yep. inside workouts and killer of intensities inside a workout. And so whatever you're going to be using in that workout, set it up so you don't have to stuff around with it the whole way through. Yeah, agreed. That's my just my, my, my thing that I want you to take away from, from this equipment chat. Yeah, no, I agree. So... You've got a shopping list now. I've just cost you guys probably a few thousand dollars. Sorry, or, or saved or saved you, or saved you a few thousand dollars. That's right. Um, but there you go. When you what you actually need and uh, when to use it. Thank you very much, team. We'll see you soon. Bye, gang. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.